The Gutter Skypes. The Gutter Skypes record and present tabletop RPGs, played and enjoyed by participants who live thousands of miles away from each other. In this digital age, all things are possible. Many of them are even fun. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. It's, uh, it's the Gutter Skypes. It's Game Session 2 of Hollow Earth Expedition. Thank you very much for downloading and listening. Uh, in this episode, of course, we, uh, we continue with the excitement and the adventure of Hollow Earth Expedition. The GM for this game is Blind Geek. You'll often hear us uh, call him Eric rather than Blind Geek, but that's who's GMing. Playing the part of Kepler is Mark Kinney of All Games Considered. Playing the part of Drake is Andros. And playing the part of Depelieu is Anum 5. That's, that's me. And so, no big continuation of news before we get to the actual game. Uh, some listener feedback has come in since this game was recorded. So uh, don't be disappointed if you don't hear it in this episode. No doubt it's going to be read in, in the next one. And thank you very much. Anyone that's interested in sending in feedback on uh, this or any of the other Gutter Skypes episodes, please feel free to do so. We do appreciate it and enjoy it and make every attempt to read it on the show. All right, no further ado. Here we go with Game Session 2 of Hollow Earth Expedition. Please enjoy. And 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 uh, or Auntie Ed is over uh, trying to get into trying to reserve a spot in in Molten Core because uh, suddenly World of Warcraft doesn't have. Oh, here we go. Eric is here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm just about to say. Yeah. Suddenly, World of Warcraft doesn't have enough instance space for everybody, as if they've run out of money money or something. Oh, God, yeah, I've been involved in that last few days, too. Unbelievable. I don't know. <laughs> I told her if she had room in the, room in the next roundtable, let me know, because I'd have a few choice things to say about that myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, they got, they got a nerve. Who, who, what, who, who has a nerve? I'm missing the juicy bits. World yeah, of Warcraft, Blizzard. Oh. Those bastards. <laughs> oh, I did, I did have some fun World of Warcraft news, if you don't mind hearing it. <laughs> oh, do you? Okay. Well, you, you, you should know it. Um, I won the Name the Baby Ghoul contest. Oh, cool. It was Munch something, wasn't it? <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. <laughs> Munchbug. Cool. That's right. I knew the word bug was in there somewhere. <laughs> I didn't think it was Bug Munch. Munchbug. Yes, yeah. congratulations. They, they did a good job of hiding it from me until I actually heard the episode. And oh, he didn't ask you back? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, started, I was listening to it, and um, they didn't even play my voicemail until after Thunder ran his episode. Oh, and yeah. So, you know, he, he, he does that really great baby ghoul voice. Right. And I'm listening to it at work, and I'm going, did that thing just refer to itself the way I think it did? <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of eerie, but it was fun. You won. I did. And it'll be official by the end of the episode. But you actually really won. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Very I think cool. I think I I won uh, free s- everyone throwing a snowball at me or pumpkin heads or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the latest one now is bunny ears. I think. You can plop, plop bunny ears on anybody you want. <laughs> like I, th- I, I think Big V's hiding out because he knows that as soon as he shows himself, everyone's going to try to turn him into a rabbit. Yes, incessantly. <laughs> he. <laughs> this is inside. This is inside joke stuff from um, for the horde radio. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> okay, I forget. Not everyone's current. <laughs> It's 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 pretty it's pretty much uh, it's it's World of Warcraft stuff, but uh, one of the things you can do in game, they give out Halloween gifts to player to to all the players. Where one of the things you can do is uh, um, zap somebody and make their head turn into a pumpkin. That would be from <laughs> what they what they call the uh, uh, Hollow's End holiday. And then this most recent one, you could put bunny ears on people instead of turning them to. <laughs> No, you you also get a wand. You could actually turn them into a bunny. Right, right. <laughs> you know, it breaks up the day. It, you know, it does. gives you something to talk about at coffee, that kind of thing. Oh, the joke. The joke is that V makes a point of talking about stomping rabbits in game whenever he gets half a chance. Oh yes, <laughs> little one point creatures that just hop around in the grass, and he has made it a, a character point to kill them on sight. <laughs> Ergo, yeah. ipso facto. Yeah. So, for some people it's zombies, for other people it's bunnies, for other people it's zombie bunnies. Yeah. Spiders, <laughs> sparrows, certain kinds of mold. You never know. Bubbles, bangles, bright shiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and, and just before, just before I logged off, my warlock tonight, a super monkey ball item. <laughs> What does that do? You turn, your, you turn yourself into a gorilla inside a giant ball, and you get to roll around for five minutes. Oh, wait a minute. No, I haven't seen this. Is that real? At, if, you, if you talk to Thunder, ask him. He was in town. He saw it. Oh, my God. <laughs> now I want to get to level 74 so I can go to Dalaran and buy one. No, okay. you can't. You can't. It was, it was a random world drop. Oh, I've got to see this. <laughs> Oh, when this is when we're done here, I'm going on YouTube. <laughs> Somebody must have posted that by now. So you can become an American gladiator in gorilla shape. <laughs> oh, I love Kinda, it. I, th- I, th- I thought it was just your own character inside a giant, you know, hamster ball or something. But no, it, it's monkey ball madness. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Basically, basically, the team at Blizzard has said, "Listen, we've been going five years now. This game is gonna go down the crapper any moment, so we might as well just let all the stops out. Do what you want." <laughs> well, they've already got a motorcycle. I mean, motorcycle is part of the expansion. There's a card in the trading card game that allows you to set out a rack of Nerf weapons. What? <laughs> and and anyone can run up and grab one and start yelling on each other with them. Oh, yes, oh. it is in World of Warcraft LARPing. Oh. Um. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I I really don't know what to say to that except that. Wow. That's mixing your metaphors, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Live action MMOing. <laughs> 
I gotta ask Andy Ed about that. She that that that's something she should talk about or at least mention in the next show. That's too cool. She that did. and the I monkey ball. I think she did. And the monkey ball. Yeah, I'll, I'll show her next time we're in a raid together. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, she she just went in to like try and save. Uh, like she said, I gotta go in and grab a table. Is the way she put it. I gotta go in and grab a table and just hold it so we can get into the damn instance tonight. <laughs> They're having stupid server issues or something to do with this last patch that people can't get into what they always used to be able to get into. Oh, sorry. Hi, Eric. How are you? Hi. Hey. <laughs> oh. You know what? It's okay because I'm. one of the things I was going to tell you all is that uh, depending on what we do, we may be ending a little early tonight because there's a spot that if we get to, I want to stop at because it's the beginning of a really big encounter that's going to take quite a while to resolve. Oh, and I don't want to break it up between sessions. Okay. So the That's only cool. thing I could think of to deal with that was to just say, okay, we're gonna go until we get to here, and then we're gonna stop. And I hope no one's gonna have a problem with with huh? that. Yeah, it works. So. Okay. Just give us a cliffhanger if you can. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a cliffhanger. Okay. Don't trust me. I, I am all about the cliffhanger, so that's not a problem. It's just not going to be like, and you throw a punch, and we're going to continue next week. <laughs> or next. So long as it's organic. <laughs> it's got to be organic. <laughs> okay, no, you need cool. to do a, make a character with that voice, because that's oh. going to crack me up. Eventually I will, I suppose. <laughs> And uh, I was listening to AGC, Mark, and I just have to ask a question. All right. Which one of us wants to run uh, Swashbucklers of the Seven Skies? And uh, I, I, I think Anim and Andros don't have a choice in the matter. That'll probably be the next game we run. <laughs> no, <I'm> just... Ooh. <laughs> I, have, well? I have no problem running uh, r running that. It, it it you'll have to you'll have to accept uh, just a couple of quarts, all right, maybe pints, of uh, March Brothers mixed in, but that's, uh, <laughs> that would probably go for anything that I actually ran. Yeah, mm. I think at some point, uh, either Andros or myself, I'm, I vote for Andros, uh, is going to have to take up, <laughs> <laughs> take up the GM mantle uh, um, eventually, but anyway. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, you you know, I mean, experience tells. Uh, yeah, I know. I, right now, I just have to show up every other week, you know? <laughs> Trust me, having done both, and I'm sure Mark can attest to this, I understand exactly how you feel. <laughs> I love game mastering, but I've found that I love playing just as much for a very different reason. Because, like you said, you just show up and... And make sure you have your your character ready and your imagination and all. But other than that, mm -hmm. yeah. But uh, no, I don't. I, I anime. I was actually I, I was actually uh, Mark had mentioned in All Games Considered that that he was interested in in either running or playing uh, Swashbucklers of the Seven Skies, and I had just bought the game and was reading it, and went, ooh. And I just I like the PDQ system, so I I don't really care whether I run it or play it. I just want to be involved with it in some form because it sounds it looks really cool. Well, cool for the next thing after uh, Hollow Earth Expedition, we'll put that on the front of the stove unless something better turns up. 
Cool. Yeah. Cool. I'm gonna have to look up that website. <laughs> yeah. I, I. Well, I figure either that one or the other one that I really uh, am kind of curious about playing is Truth and Justice, uh, mm-hmm. which is a supers game for those who don't know. But uh, since supers falls into pulp, and we've been doing pretty much a straight, steady pulp stream. Mm-hmm. That just sounds weird. That, that's an interesting <laughs> image. But uh, <laughs> but uh, we 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 may want to diverge and do swashbucklers first. But I would really like at some point to do tr- to do uh, truth and justice as well. Cool. Real quick, I wanted to read those posts that have been sitting here forever that Adam sent me like six months ago or so, not not that long ago, but while we were playing uh, Star Blazer. Hey, works for me. Go ahead. Okay, let's see. I have to find it again. Okay. Okay, the first one is from Fred Trellis. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, Oh, Fred Trellis. Yeah. And uh, he says, I have never gamed. I don't understand what you are doing, but I am enjoying listening to the sessions. As time goes by, I hope to understand more. I'm glad you decided to make these available. Well, we're glad you're enjoying them because uh, they're they're fun to do. They absolutely are, and yeah. and I think I've mentioned this before. I don't know what gives them the impression that uh, we know what we're doing either. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the I cool should... thing I think is that it's that that you know you you see hear a lot of these actual play podcasts, and it's people that have known each other for a long time, and they've gotten together, and they're they're just recording the games that they play. And mm-hmm. the thing I love is the fact that, I mean, I feel like I mean we we have become pretty good friends and we never met before we started doing these so it's really pretty in fact I was thinking that's why sometimes I call Andros Richard is because mm-hmm. I don't usually use handles with my with people that I consider friends the only, the only reason I do with with Adam is because since you guys are both named Mark it just makes things less confusing yeah <laughs> but uh, so that's but uh, yeah so I just I think it's really cool that we just off the bat had this kind of of uh, camaraderie that it was very serendipitous. There's magic in Skype. <laughs> it's a special kind of magic. <laughs> Except when you lose a connection and you want to that's kill right. everyone on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> so then you're cool. glad the magic doesn't work. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Fred Trellis. Fred Trellis, yeah. by the way, is an IDDFOS listener, and he has his own podcast called Harmony Factory Boat Pack. I would highly recommend uh, checking that out. You'll find a link to that on uh, both the Gutter Skypes page and the IDDFOS page. Sweet. So is there another one? Have we got? Yes, there is. You, okay. Uh, there's one from Zencore. Oh, cool. And uh, Zencore says... I've enjoyed listening to all the episodes so far. Fun stuff. And it sounds like you guys are having a blast. And yes, we are definitely having a blast. And uh, we hope to continue to do so for many, many moons to come. Indeed so. Thank you, Zen. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. thanks for the feedback. Can and then we know what I like. Oh, we got another one. Go, no, no, go ahead. Oh, I, I like the fact that it seems like everyone who writes into us talks about how we make them laugh. Me too. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're having a good time, and it's great that people are having a good time listening. Yes. Hell yeah. Yes. You know, I just appreciate the fact that you all get my jokes. 
Well, I've had several moments where I, I feel really weird because I'll be listening to uh, our stuff just and, and something will happen that even though I was there when it happened, it still manages to put me on the floor. Uh, and it just feels a little strange sometimes thinking about the fact that, okay, you're laughing at something that happened that you were in. It just feels weird, but it's, it's a good weird. So You were ambushed by your recent past. That's right. <laughs> good. And let's cool. see. We've got one from Ed the Puppeteer. Oh, cool. Who I believe is also an IDDFOS uh, listener. Yes, Ed May, professional puppeteer. <laughs> and uh, he says, To be honest, I never understood the attractions of listening to other people playing RPGs. I also don't understand the attraction to watching sporting events either. Amen, brother. Testify. <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. <laughs> uh, however... I have enjoyed your sessions so far. Now that I've been exposed to it, I may have to find out more. I still don't get the televised sports thing, though. And again, I say, amen, brother, because, uh, yeah, I, I, I've never understood that. You're, you're getting a high off of watching other people playing. I don't get it. If you're going to enjoy the sport, play it! Yeah. That's that. my rant. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much, Ed May. Mm. Well, sorry this is late, but what the hell? I never, I never said that stuff was gonna like <laughs> come out yeah. like clockwork. Yeah. But hopefully yeah. you guys still remember writing these. These <laughs> really, really. Here's a blast from your distant past. For you. yeah, that's right. Ambushed by your distant past. But it's no less uh, appreciated. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love to get feedback, and uh, we'll try and be more conscientious about getting it, uh, getting it read at the beginning of the gutter skypes episodes right. as they come in. Very good, cool. Good deal. Yes. And now, on to episode two of the Thule Death Ray. (laughs) (laughs) Did I, did we know it was the Thule Death Ray last time? No. I don't think so. Okay, good. I was feeling a little... Crap, I could have named it that at the beginning. Crap. <laughs> no, it, it was just an oversight on my part. We just got going, and I forgot to mention that. Uh, okay, it's a Thule but, death ray. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. There is no silly string, only Thule. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Dun, 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 like they said. Yes. You know how we talked about listening to our old episodes of good review material? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was listening to our, our last session earlier today. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so was I. I realized that those numbers next to the weapon names that usually have an L or an N for lethal or non-lethal, mm-hmm. are extra dice you're supposed to roll when you use the weapon. Yeah, I have. And, yeah. You, know, and you know, well, last time I just was rolling my base. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you, I could tell. I mean, I could tell. Just, I mean, as we were pl- both as we were playing and as I was editing the thing. Uh, Mark was all over the rules. Mark right. was like up and up and down. He's walking up and down the rules like with with cleats on. So we we were you know, I'm sitting there breathing a sigh of relief because I was supposed to be, <laughs> I was supposed yeah. to be the one that knew the base rules and I was like, okay, I gotta look this up real fast. Yeah. And well, you're yeah. coming out with uh, with uh, chance dice and all the rest of this stuff. It was like, and, and I for Excellent. one really appreciate it because when I GM, I especially when it's something that's pre-written and I've had to put it in braille. 
my desk is about this. If you go up in an airplane and you look down and you see a building from about 15,000 feet, that's about the size of my desk. Oh, so <laughs> in order to put, in order to put to do any of this, I'm, I'm basically I'm sitting on the floor with the book open, so I'm not readily able to access the keyboard. So yeah. having you guys have the rules and stuff really came in handy, and, and also you uh, doing the initiative order and such really came in handy, because it was one less thing I had to... Oh yeah, I mean, to, I, I can yeah. keep doing that if you need. That's absolutely sure. I got no problem with that. And Yeah, that would be awesome. Mark knowing the rules is I a still good thing, too. <laughs> Yeah. Well, isn't yeah, so much I, knowing the isn't so much knowing the rules as having them open in like WordPad and and like using the like find the the find option. There you That's, go. That, that is mostly what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and I am determined this time after listening to this session, I am determined to try to avoid the halting speech because I'm not William Shatner and I don't <laughs> want to sound like it when I'm GMing. So <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's half the charm lost from this show. I, <laughs> uh, don't even think about it. Don't, you know, but, don't even think yeah, about I, it. I love the chance dice. I didn't even realize that was one of the things where I just read it and went, oh, that's interesting. And then Mark started using them, and I thought, man, even I'm into that because I want to know, is he going to make it? Oh, my gosh. And we got this nail-biting <laughs> thing going on. That was really cool. So kudos to Exile Games, <coughs> www.exilegames.com, for uh, mm-hmm. for that little mechanic there. That's that's uh, that's awesome. Indeed. Okay. All right. Damn it. We're on. We're going. So. Yeah. Uh, when last we left, we had met up with some people who may or may not be Massachusetts <laughs> Nazis, <laughs> and. Uh, what are they dressed like? <laughs> They're plain clothes. Plain clothes. Okay. However you say that. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, there was a big shootout, and and uh, and we have a rest- one. Yes, there is yeah. one in the study who is unconscious. And let's see what else is pertinent. Oh, you got uh, Professor Davenport out of the bathtub now. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to a blast of of or a, a thanks to the throwing in of flaming towels, <laughs> <laughs> which if and I didn't give you a style point for that, you sure deserve one. That was awesome. So I don't remember if I did or not, but if I didn't, I don't think we got around to that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, go ahead and add one. That was that was classic. That was okay. cool. Uh, someone with some medical skills probably going to need to check the guy under the desk. Okay, I guess that's me. Uh, you need me to roll, or is he obviously dead? He's he's dead. I won't make you roll. He basically okay. looks for a pulse. And, and uh, the professor, upon... He limps out of the bathroom, and he is sort of muttering to himself, Damn, fools and Apollo, these Nazi scum, these goose-stepping morons. And uh, <laughs> and then he sees he sees uh, that you're examining the guy under the desk, and uh, he says, "Is is he all right?" Uh, no, professor, he's not. Oh my! I th- 
and uh, throw something throw something over his face just to emphasize the point. <laughs> ah, yes, and I'm going to say just for the sake of moving on with the plot that he is able to see enough of the body from underneath the desk that he recognizes him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, "Oh God, Jenkins, he deserved better. Never was there a better butler." Ah, Mr. Jenkins. And uh, he's a bit, a bit frazzled by all. He's pretty frazzled by all this. But he, he says, "I don't know about you lads, but I could definitely use a scotch." <laughs> and uh, he goes off into the uh, depths of the of the house, up the up the stairs. Um, and here, doctor, why don't you use my um, professor? Why don't you use my flashlight? I th- is is one of you two um, electrically inclined? Because I believe the house still doesn't have lights. <laughs> that is true. Unless I can somehow shoehorn larceny into that, I don't think. <laughs> uh, no, but you can try an untrained roll with a minus two penalty. That's two you... intelligence, right? Uh, yeah, that'll that works. And you nope. double it. Okay. I double the intelligence, or yeah, you double the intelligence and then minus two for for uh, the untrained. Okay, that might actually work out better. Hold on, I got two. Okay, the well, I need. Uh, okay, the, the the power box is in the kitchen, and I don't know. I don't remember whether anybody noticed that in the last session because I don't know if it really came up. There was a lot of other things going on, obviously. I don't think we ever so, made it uh, in, into the uh, kitchen. No. Oh no. <clears throat> um, then before he goes to get the scotch, he, he says, uh, "This is a bit of a retcon, but it makes more sense." He says, "I believe the, it looks like the power's been. It looks like they cut the power. Could uh, one of you gents see if we can't uh, get things going?" And then you obviously uh, yeah follow him into the into the kitchen where the the electrical box is and yeah you're able to see exactly where it was you know where it was cut and you can splice the wires and do what what needs to be done i don't know how these <laughs> and uh the light you get the the power back while he while you're doing while you're working on that and he's he's uh wandering around getting uh getting the scotch he uh, he said, "I'm really glad you guys. Uh, are you, I'm really glad you people. Sh- you uh, got my telegram. Obviously, I don't know what I would have done if if uh, you hadn't shown up when you did. So, well, obviously, you know all of us. I don't believe we know each other, though. Um, introduce myself, gentlemen. I am Max Drake. I have been a friend of this the professors for a number of years. Um, it, Due to his interest in um, rare and unusual fauna. Yes, I'm sorry. Forgive me. This is uh, Dr. Pierre. Dip, dip. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> I thought I had it. I thought I had it. Dip, dip how you. I'm going to count to three. <laughs> if you do not come out of the house with your hands up. Oh, God, is he still, he's still outside. I thought he was in. I thought he came in. You're right. He's still outside. Okay, strike he's that. He does. He doesn't say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but if we heard him outside, we would have invited him in long before now. <laughs> yeah. I am lighting up a lucky strike. 
the PRG. <laughs> only to touch it to this pantry and it will go out. <laughs> and uh, he's sitting. Doctor, it's me. Why don't you come inside? Doctor Davenport? Yes. Ah. Oh. Merci. <laughs> I'll start heading towards the house. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, Dr. Davenport, there were men uh, here that I do not believe uh, uh, were, were, were here to be kind to you. They meant you harm. I am convinced of it. <laughs> well, considering they all have shots. He knows bodies planet. yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he uh, when he goes, you know, he says, in here, we're in the kitchen. Uh, and, yeah, you see the, uh, the body at the, at the, uh, uh, on the stair, not on the stairs, but wherever he was, the one that, the one that you first got that was near the stairs. You see that body. And then, uh, you go, as you're heading downstairs to the kitchen, actually in the meat, <laughs> you head downstairs to the kitchen. There's nothing else to see because the other guys are upstairs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're now in the room with, with them. Good evening, gentlemen. Ah, yes, Dr. Depardieu, this is uh, Max Drake, and uh, over there is Herod, Dr. Herod Kepler. He and I have worked together as well. And uh, gentlemen, this is Dr. Pierre Depardieu, or as uh, I like to call him, Old Frogface. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> we, it is a thing we have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recommend any of you do that, but that's something that, something that we, we share. Your servant, uh, gentlemen. It is a pleasure to meet you, Doctor. Yes. Would you like a scotch, by the way, uh, Pierre? Ah, oh, we, oui, thank you very much. You're, you're very welcome, and he, he gets that going for... And he gives everyone a uh, a glass, and he says, "I suppose I should I should tell you why I asked for you. Are any of you familiar with the uh, cult of the Thule?" I can't say that I am. <laughs> I think uh, Kepler might be. There's a pretty good chance because he is an occult investigator. So, if you want to make a an uh, intelligence roll. Okay. Two. Okay. Yeah, you you know of of them. It's it's a group of occultists with Nazi ties that seek to increase their power from otherworldly or occult sources. And you've tangled with them a couple times in your investigations in the past. Okay. I shall let them know. Mm-hmm. He says, yes, well, my friend, my, my friend, my son Paul managed to uh, infiltrate them, and he's been sending me coded letters detailing their uh, recent activities. Some very disturbing stuff. Indeed. Yes, apparently they discovered some strange magnetic pulses emanating from within the Earth. And, uh, these magnetic pulses are, uh, yeah, these, these pulses are actually, they're raised from a device that the Thule 
have managed to call the Thule Death Ray. <laughs> really, I think they should call it the Fool Death Ray myself, because uh, that's basically what they are. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it sounds like the important thing is that they believe they have a death ray. Uh, yes, and uh, they felt they needed to name it after themselves. Arrogant fools. But uh, they think this ray can drain any modern energy source, causing the materials to uh, see- cease running and to become inert. Now, uh, from his letters I'm gathering, Paul managed to verify this. The reports all over the world say it, it stopped gas-powered vehicles, electrical, and uh, even steam engines. Steam engines? Yes. Now, obviously, I, uh, I'm a little concerned because I need to do some investigating myself, but I'm getting too old for this sort of thing. As he's talking, he's kind of pacing you know, just kind of give himself something to do. And he says, in fact, I, I believe Jenkins, God rest his poor soul, delivered the mail on the coffee table in there. Join me in the living room. I, I didn't have a chance to look at this before the fracas started, but I believe there's another letter from him, from uh, my boy. Were, were those men who were attacking you part of this cult? I'm assuming so, you but I don't, don't know... know. Who they were? I have suspicions, but I hope to God they're wrong. Um, do, do we have the one captive tied up, by the way? No, he was just un left unconscious in the professor's study. Oh, oh I, I think we would have tied him up before we left him alone. I hope so. <laughs> I don't really know that you would have had much time to do so. You were, you know, you were involved in in trying to s avoid being shot. Which reminds me, I should have done this earlier, and I don't know how to work it in now without it being very abrupt. He, he, Professor Davenport looks at uh, Kepler, and mm -hmm. he, he says, My God, oh, son, you've... I've been shot several times, yes. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> like I said, I was trying to think there's no way I can... He was so absorbed in telling you his story that he just wasn't... You know, he's had a lot to take in over the last few minutes. The death of his butler and being attacked by these these people who he doesn't really know necessarily who they are. And so uh, he Can says, I've, I've got a first aid kit in my, in my study. Uh, I will fetch the kit of uh, first aid to prevent the American custom of bleeding continuously. Please, <laughs> take a seat. Please take a seat, uh, 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 Mr. Kepler. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh... Of course, I shall try not to bleed on your furniture too much. <laughs> oh, think nothing of it. God knows there's been enough damage caused to it from this. Oh, yeah, sorry about your uh, your like, floor here and the front door. Um, How considerate. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry I, I bled on your hall rug. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that. We were trying to save your life. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I've gone into the study and I've uh, located, uh, assume I locate the first aid kit, mm -hmm. and I would like to return with it and begin repairs on, uh, with uh, with the help of Monsieur Drake, begin repairs on Monsieur Kepler. As we listen. Okay. 
he has. Well, let's do the healing roll to see how. Uh, let's see. Uh, he's got medicine of five. Where are my dice? Yes, I'm prepared. <laughs> oh, my medicine is at three. My medicine is at not on the list. <laughs> and is that including your? That's including your attribute rating as well. So it's the. I'm just making sure. I don't. I'm making sure we're counting everything. It's the base level plus the levels you put into it, and that's the that's the total that you roll. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. I don't know if there's a bonus for or first aid kit or not. I don't believe so. If there is, you get a you add plus two to his roll because you're you're helping him. Oh, okay, good. Three. Okay, he got three successes on that, uh, and one success takes a lethal wound down to a non-lethal. And then another success eliminates the wound completely. So with three successes, you can you can take one of your lethal wounds and make it uh, go away. And then yeah. there's another lethal wound that is now a non-lethal wound, and those heal within those heal at one a day. Yeah. So cool. So I don't. So yeah. Can I? Do I? Uh, I have no medicine whatsoever on on my list to. Um, should I just uh, skip rolling at all, or can I roll to assist, or what should I do? Um, yeah, just uh, if you don't have the medicine skill, you probably would be more in the way than anything else for the, okay. for purposes of them working on the on the uh, wounds. I hold the kit open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I prevent the lid from slamming down on his fingers, causing more damage. Okay. <clears throat> Well, you know, I'll compromise because I'm feeling generous and because, uh, well, I'd like to clear some of his health up. Yeah. So I will give you a plus, give a plus one for holding it open. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it came up a failure, so it didn't help. Any, but uh, at least there was the effort made. Okay. Um, yeah. So we tried. Uh, but at least you now have one less wound and one less lethal wound than you did before. Yeah. So that's so after he's done with that, then he goes down to where the uh, coffee table is. Oh, I, it does say he gets to add two dice for having a first aid kit. Oh, oh cool. Okay, I did not know. Okay. I was just looking it up. First aid kit provides a plus two bonus, first ah. aid rolls. Well, that makes sense. I don't... <laughs> And I'm going to roll those because I did not, and that's one. That's two more successes right there. So, cool. So, uh, excellent. That eliminates another of your wounds completely and turns another one. So you've got two wounds down, yep. and one is turned into non-lethal. Right. And so I think, if I'm not mistaken, right. now you will have two non-lethal wounds, and that's that's what you. That other than that, you're. No, I've 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 got one uh, one non-lethal, one lethal. Oh, okay. So, well, thanks, Andros. I did not. Okay, um, let's see. So he goes and gets the uh, the letter. 
do you guys follow him down upstairs or well, no, wait, wait, wait. We're, we're still in the kitchen, I believe. Yeah, I think because, did, did we not gather in the living room? Oh, are we in? Okay, I know he was going to go in the living room, and then I and then I remembered about the, and then he noticed that you looked, that uh, Kepler looked like he needed some help. Mm. <laughs> so I, as I understood things, then uh, Pierre went and got the first aid kit and brought it back down into the. But we can say that happened in the living room. I don't. It doesn't cool. matter to me. It's fine. Okay, so. He gets the there's there is some mail on the coffee table and it's an envelope that feels like or that looks like it's got something other than a letter in it but you can't tell what mm. he tears it open and uh, something falls to the f- to the floor and he that you know drops out of the envelope and he sees it and his his face turns white. No! No! Oh, God! I rush to his side and help him to a chair. Thank you, my friend. And he, he sits down and he's just... And when, when he leaves the area, he's not blocking. You can see it's a finger. Ooh. Sacre bleu. <laughs> And uh, so you you help him into his chair, and his hands are shaking. He he, you can see the, in the envelope, and the letter is covered in blood. My boy, my my boy. What savages would do this? Well, I'll pick up the letter. Those bastards. Yeah, he's, so he's kind of in. Um, it is readable, but it is in code, and uh, I am going to give you the code, hmm. because I think it'll be more fun than to just have you roll to see if you can... Okay. <laughs> we can do it that way, but that's just not as... Well, go ahead, we'll try. <laughs> No, I, this is my thing. I figure I'm not going to bog down the evening with that. If, if if we go like five minutes and it's just not working, and you guys have no idea, then we'll just roll for it. But I'd like to at least give you a chance to decode it. It's been a while since it's been a while since I've done the the like cryptography thing. So let's give this a shot. Sure. Okay. It was at this point in the game that we began solving the encrypted note or letter that was inside the envelope that contained the finger of Dr. Davenport's son, Paul. And this is where I made a judgment call so far as listenability goes. It's, it was extremely interesting, engaging, challenging, and entertaining for we three over a Skype connection uh, to take the time to solve out the puzzle. And I don't want to rob the listener of that experience, but it doesn't make for good audio entertainment. And that's where the judgment call comes in. Now, I'm going to reproduce in the show notes for the gutter Skypes, on the notes for this particular show, uh, just what the encrypted letter was, just what was spelled out and prepared by Blind Geek for the rest of us. So if you go to the gutter Skypes webpage, you will see it. And uh, if you care to solve the puzzle 
and the letter for yourself. And in order to keep from finding out just what it was that was written there, if you have the capability, fast forward from the time I stopped speaking, seven minutes. It'll take you beyond the message and you will miss none of the plot or the action. It will not be detrimental to this episode coverage in any way. You won't miss a thing. So if you, if you want to solve it yourself, skip forward seven minutes from now. Otherwise, you'll get little bits and pieces of us kind of chipmunkized, uh, tiny segments of us trying to solve it and finally coming up with the solution. In this version, it takes far, far, far less time than we did in our enjoyment of the puzzle. Thank you. I did not recognize this language. It's a code of some sort. Vicious barbaric cruelty to send a finger and a puzzle in the same envelope. <laughs> it is vicious. <laughs> There's nothing like a class ring on the finger that says Paul Davenport on it or anything. Is there. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Okay. So th th this, what we just wrote down, was, was what was on the bloodstained letter in the envelope, yes? Yes. So uh, all we need is a cipher key in order to figure out what it actually says. Yes. Dr. Mm. Davenport, do you recognize, yes. uh, do you recognize this, this, this <laughs> handwriting? The handwriting? Hell, I recognize the finger. That's my son. Ah, mm. uh, we. Oui, uh, what my I ask son. is that... Those Nazi bastards! They've killed my son! They will be tended to. Depend on it. But first he must be located and rescued. You must live in hope that he is still alive. I hope he's alive. But what I ask is, do you believe that he himself, your son Paul, may have written this? Do you have a code that you share with him? Well, it's different with each letter that he sent. But the last one was a letter substitution code. My poor boy. I told him this was a stupid idea. He was going to get himself... I need another scotch. Okay, just on my an initial count on here, I think the N's are going to be the letter E. I'm only about halfway through this, but, but I have a lot of, of N's popping up in this. Anything that was just a single letter was there? Hmm? Is it, nothing in the letter was a single? Single letter word? Mm. No. Okay. That is interesting. So no, no A's or I's. Or not the word A or I, anyway. We've got uh, four letter groupings that are uh, three letter words, which can be either groups, the uh, N's, we've got one double N, we've got a double Y, and I thought we had at least one more, but I don't see it off the top of my head right now. Is this intriguing, or is this frustrating? Because if it's frustrating, we can just roll it and, and, uh, but if you want to continue, and you, if you, you will get four star, four, four style points each. But if it is frustrating, I'd, I don't want to bog the game down too much with it, so just let me know if, and we can do a, a linguistics roll to... 
Would it be possibly be something that I could use like uh, enigmas on, possibly, if if it came to that, or is that outside of the realms of of that? Um. Hmm. Yeah, that could. I would imagine that could that would help yeah. because you've dealt with a lot of different kinds of puzzles, and I mean that's basically what enigmas are. So works for me. Well, I mean, if we can, if it's a role thing, uh, I would go ahead give Kep, uh, go ahead let uh, Kepler roll on enigmas. But I've got linguistics at four and a deciphering at six. Oh, okay then. Okay. So if Kepler wants to go ahead and roll, then that's fine. In the well, meantime, he actually doesn't. Gonna... He actually doesn't need to. So, if oh. you, uh, if you, if because Pierre's average deciphering is enough to figure it out. So yeah, it's kind of you guys. I'm willing, to, I'm willing to skip this part, but I don't want to answer for everybody else if they're keen on solving it. <laughs> I'm just. I'm I can go, go either way on it. I, I mean, if everyone wants to go forward, we can certainly do that. I'm. It got my wheels turning, certainly, because I used to mess around with all this kind of, of stuff, but I'm, I'm not going to hold everyone up either. So, well, those, those four style points sure would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but I am going to run into a wall here anyway, because by my counts, I, I get a, a most common and a second most common, and the third one I get, there's like four different possibilities, and that just a, makes this a mess. So, oh, Sea Tech Astronomy. Too many <laughs> secrets. <laughs> no, wait a minute. It doesn't say that. <laughs> okay, I think so far the E's are T's, the N's are E's, and the S's are M's. I think. And that gets that, that, that SN turned into me. SN and E is meat. If I'm getting this right. This is her That's what I'm thinking. Which one? In the code, where you, wherever you see a T, substitute the letter C. T is a C. And I think F is probably an O. I think you already established F was an O. Mm hmm That makes T-F-E-C-V-E-D-N continue. His treachery has been uncovered and dealt with. Continue interfering, and you shall be reunited. Hey. Uh, Good job, sirs. Uh, I I hand this trophy to Mark entirely. Honestly, yeah. I really do. <laughs> you I guys definitely helped. We couldn't I, just say, "Can I buy a vowel?" Yeah, really. It's like, uh, I'm very glad that you messed around with this kind of thing because it's uh, yeah. stood you in good stead. I I would have been staring at this until midnight. <laughs> Well, just well a that's why I wanted to give you the option, and I was, I was hoping, I thought, I mean, based on our experiences in the past games, I thought, I think they can puzzle it out. And I didn't want it to bog down the game, but on the other hand, it was really fun to watch you guys put it together. So, for my own selfish standpoint. <laughs> well, I think four style points uh, should go to Kepler, and, and uh, maybe he can, like, not bleed to death. <laughs> I don't know. It's up to him how he wants to spend them, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You you each yeah you each get. Uh, well, I think if it's all right with everyone, and if it's not, please feel free to say so because uh, I'm just going off my head here. I will give you guys three and give Mark 
before since he was the one who put the last. Yeah, is that okay with everyone? If if anyone, if anyone's going, God, then let me know. (laughs) No, I got no problem with that. That sounds great. And if he needs any additional style points to keep from bleeding to death, he can have some of mine. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well done there. Excellent. Good deal. Okay, so it, meanwhile... This not, it tells us nothing! <laughs> <laughs> it tells us that somebody's very upset. But I guess we knew that. We have been yeah. at this so long, I need a shave. <laughs> and it, it, it has uncovered nothing. Well, someone is upset, indeed. You know what's kind of odd? I was thinking of something in um, um, Harold's um, backstory. But mm-hmm. I don't know if we know enough of his history to uh, make the inference. He had said that when he went to get his uh, inheritance of books, um, was it was it your uncle or father's study had been ransacked? Uh, uncle, I believe. Uncle, right. And this whole situation reminds me strongly of that. It does, come to think of it. Similar methods. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will. I will bring this up to... I mean, because the uh, professor, at the very least, probably knows about it, so I, I would be inclined towards mentioning it to him. Yeah, and that wasn't very far from here, either. No, not really. He's been just sort of, not catatonic, because he's still... Yeah. But he's very... Uh, Grief-stricken. Unhinged, yeah. And uh, Are police or someone going to show up eventually? <laughs> Here, sir, have some more scotch. Ah, excellent Gentlemen, idea. I saw a body tied Thank up uh, when I went to get the first aid kit, and he was still breathing. I assume he was one of the uh, nasty people. Yeah. Do we want to talk to him now? I would love to interrogate. Let's, <laughs> yes, let's, let's do that. Do you, do you tell him what the message said? I think we were talking about it out loud. Davenport. We're, uh, I didn't know if you had said it out loud when you... I'm assuming you have, because you all know it. So Probably. I mean, once we got it figured out, I, I, well, I mean, if we were going back and, back and forth like we were here with like, right. letters and that, and, and, put, and through filling in words as, as we went, we probably did say something. Whether he actually noticed it or not, I don't know. But uh, Did that say his treachery has been uncovered? Yes. My, my boy. It also says, continue interfering and you shall be reunited. And they were... I'm quite sure they were here to kill me. They've killed my boy! Those, those... Well, we don't have time for my grief. I've taken enough time. And he pulls out a uh, newspaper article from his clothes and he says here, this will explain... And he gives it to any one of you who wants to uh, take it. Okay. Unfortunately, the text of the article verbatim is not legible, so I'm just going to summarize. And it basically says that a professor... Uh, there's a, The article is regarding a Dr. William McLaughlin of the University of Aberdeen, Scotland. And uh, he discovered the sporadic... Uh, magnetic emission. Yeah, he he is scheduled to appear or to present research findings at the Smithsonian Institute 
in Washington, D.C. And that's basically what the, he's supposed to be arriving within, to, you know, for the, for the presentation. Mm-hmm. And that's about all the article says. It's touting the, you know, the great scientist that he is and this and that, but that's the gist of it right there. Does it give a date for the presentation? About a week from today. There's plenty of time to get there. And so he sees you've read the article, and I'm assuming you pass it around and all that kind of thing, so we all, everybody has the same information. Mm-hmm. He says, yes, my, my son, in his letters, told me this man had uh, created a, de- a device which he believes can detect the magnetic emissions I was telling you about. I believe that's what he's going to be talking about in, at the Smithsonian. But if the Thule are tracking, if they know about my son, my son knew about him, we have to get this man and his device to safety far away from the Thule scum and the damn Nazis. Yes. Yes. Nazis? Is that the first time you've actually heard Nazis? I think we heard it in connection with the Thule cult in his explanation of what the th- in uh, the, uh, Kepler's explanation of what the Thule cult is. I see. So these these uh, Thule Thule people, these Thule animals, animals I say, believe they have a death ray device and this Dr. McLaughlin has a device that can detect the death ray device or just the magnetic emissions that it makes use of. Either way, we need to get to him before the Thule do. Mais oui, he is in danger. I do not believe we should wait until the next week. There's our, our car There's right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going very far. I let all the air out of the tires. <laughs> uh, uh, we, we, should, uh, we should rescue this man. Uh, uh, Dr. Davenport, do you have any idea whether he is still in Scotland or has arrived here in the United States? Or perhaps he is en route. Quite possibly. We're in some great twist of irony. He could be coming over on a Zeppelin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. It's a wonderful way to travel, though. Oh, yes. Did I lose Eric? Eric, you still there? Is he muted? Uh Uh-oh. Can you hear me now? Ah, yes. 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 Okay, good. How did I get muted? I didn't even hit the button. Oh, if, if the button's in the right place, all you got to do is lean over or reach for something or whatever. Man! It happens to me constantly. Oh, sorry about that. Okay, um... Wow. Yeah, I yeah. guess it must have turned or something. Okay, anyway, it doesn't matter. we got the problem solved. Um... I, I don't Dr. know... Dr. Devon, Dr. Devonport. <laughs> I don't know where we left off. Dr. Devonport, here is your yes. scotch. Uh, <laughs> Do you know if Dr. McLaughlin is, is still in uh, Scotland or has uh, arrived in the United States already? No, I believe he's, uh, he's still... I saw, as everything I can pinpoint suggests he's still in Scotland. And I know I have the address of his lab. Uh, my recommendation, gentlemen, is that we send a telegram immediately to uh, the authorities in Scotland to be sure that Dr. McLaughlin is uh, uh, afforded extra protection before he arrives in the United States. 
unless you have other suggestions. And perhaps we can meet him when he arrives. I'm just worried that something might happen to him before then. Before we send the telegram, there is nothing we can do. If he is still in Scotland. Well, that's where you're wrong. You see, I took the liberty of gathering supplies and arranging transportation. I was hoping my faith in you would not be misplaced. How can we serve you? Well... I am volunteering with all my might. Well, my thought is, if we go to Scotland, we can get him back here and save them the trouble of... Because I don't know if they know about, the tra about his transportation plans, and if they do, I don't want to uh, risk... I mean, if, if we are right about this, then this could be very uh, a find of incredible significance, militarily and, and otherwise. And we certainly don't want the damn Nazis to get a hold of it. Certainly not. And he says, uh, air transportation's arranged, and they'll be waiting, they'll be waiting for, for you. Okay. You are most efficient, Doctor. I am impressed. <laughs> well, we don't have a lot of time, and I, I didn't want... I wanted to assume the best. Indeed, so time prepared. is of the essence. Yes. Yes. Then we shall send a telegram to McLaughlin to tell him to stay put, not move. Do not board a boat or plane, because he should not. He is in grave danger. We will tell him nothing further. Or a Zeppelin, for that matter. Indeed. <laughs> someone, someone must receive a telegram. <laughs> and I say it shall be him. That sounds like a good, a good idea. And thank you so much for helping. I would go myself, but I'm not as young as I once was. When, uh, when the police arrive uh, to identify, recover, and remove these filthy, filthy bodies, um, I do hope that you will, uh, that you will accompany them to town and find, uh, find safe haven. Surely they will try this again. Yes, I'll, I'll go with them. But we better get you out of here before they arrive, or there'll be a lot of questions I'm not sure I feel comfortable answering at this point. What about the prisoner? Are you asking oh, him? Well, I, in, in, in general, <laughs> actually. I just figured you were voicing it out there. I was just throwing that out, that we do, in fact, have a prisoner. Uh, and uh, Is it worth talking to him before we go? Or would you rather just turn him over to the authorities? Yeah, you, you, okay. you gentlemen I mean, were so very effective in dealing with these people. Uh, I, I step back and uh, I step back and submit to your expertise. I would oh. love to interrogate him, but uh, I, I believe that uh, you should have first crack at the son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Well, uh, what does the professor think? Uh, think we can learn anything useful from this guy? Well, I don't know, but it never hurts to try. All right. But I would well, be quick about it. The police are undoubtedly on their way, and I'd... Re and <laughs> there was a lot of noise. Yes. Well, Frankly, I guess we I'm should... amazed it's taken them this long to get here. Yes. <laughs> it's too young for plutonium to be... Uh, or too early in history for plutonium to be a... <laughs> uh. Never mind. That was just a really bad attempt at... Okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> We could always take him somewhere else. That is an option if leaving the premises is vital at this moment. 
Uh, well, whatever we're going to do with him, we better do it now. sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, <laughs> are you making fun of me? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Davenport, do you have a functioning no. automobile? <laughs> do you, do uh, yes, yes I, I do. I will. Uh, uh, it is at your disposal. Uh, you 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 uh, the, you will find that there is an additional vehicle that is in somewhat less operating condition far behind the pine woods uh, behind your house. Ah, is that what these blackguards came in? I can only assume so. But we can take this still living, um, walking piece of garbage with us, and interrogate him elsewhere if uh, if you believe we should leave the house quickly by making use of your vehicle. Yes. Yes, that that's fine. We shall do so. All right. All right. Okay. I volunteer to help uh, someone else carry the body down the stairs. Okay, I guess I'll do that. All right. Okay, now you go into the study to retrieve said body, mm -hmm. and you are met with the smell of bitter almonds. Ah. You bastard! You dog ape! I would kill you if you are not already dead. <laughs> he is uh, pretty much where you left him, obviously, but he is also pretty much dead. Is it obvious where he was hiding the suicide pill, or no? No. Not, does he even have his hands close to his mouth? Yes. Oh, okay. So he was able to retrieve it and pop it in his mouth. <sighs> yes, arsenic himself. I'd say that's a fair guess, Doctor. I will or, never uh, understand them. I will never, ever understand them. You build a Maginot line, they go around it, they fly over it. Do they attack it? No. <laughs> but they will kill themselves like that. Criminals. Do you, uh, do you, gentlemen, need any, any, uh, any equipment before before we get underway? I took the liberty of getting some supplies I thought might be useful, but uh, the, is the is the air transport air transportation that you arranged is it private? Yes. Ah, okay. And we may bring well, dangerous things. <laughs> uh, we'll get the direction and we'll get the uh, gear okay is there freight space for my motorcycle that I don't I doubtful uh, no, no matter I shall just rent one there or something but I will keep it safe for you when you come back very good and uh I will enjoy delivering this piece of garbage to the police. And he gives the body a rather vindictive kick. And be sure to, to find someplace safe for yourself, lest more of them return. I'll put myself in the custody of those who are better at this than I am. One thing more, Dr. Davenport. On your very premises. Yes. Behind your house, in fact. 
I found the seed of the Pinacea, the Megastobolus, belonging to the coniferous golden larch. And yet I found it. I found it underneath a European black birch. <laughs> this is a mystery, one which I intend to solve upon my return, but I thought you should know. <laughs> well, that's... He kind of gives you a dubious look. That's, that's wonderful, Doctor. <laughs> that's is, absolutely wonderful. <laughs> it is my pleasure to let you know of it. I've got, since I've got so little else going on, I'll be sure to catalog it. Excellent. What you're saying is this, this could be some sort of uh, incredibly important clue, or someone could have just kicked it there from across the street, right? I am mired in my ignorance of its significance. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> I stand ready. I await your pleasure, gentlemen, at your convenience. Uh, oh, I shall put away my derringer now. Well, and as, he, as you're putting your as you're putting it away, he says, "For God's sake, are you seriously considering going up against the fool with that? I insist you get yourself a real gun before." <laughs> that he, reminds me, I should get my shotgun from the corner. Slugs. I will need slugs. And he he takes you into um, depths of his mansion. He goes. I, I'm not going to role play the entire thing because it's pretty uneventful other than the fact that he takes you into a kind of back room and he's got a bunch of supplies all or you know wep he's got a lot of crap basically that, that you know that you're kind of when he said he took he, he arranged supplies he he kind of went uh <laughs> went all what? out went all out I'm, you're distracting me adam what are you laughing at I'm hearing 1950s shopping music. Just coming down the aisles of this place, lumping stuff into carts. It's like, ooh, that looks dangerous. Good, okay, yeah. Ooh, look at the caliber on that. Sorry. Wishing that I had the like on of the of the dead mall music now. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So yes, he has he has arranged uh, he has arranged for some. Uh, it's not quite that well organized, but yes, that, that's the essential. He he does have uh, quite a stockpile. Very very well, Doctor Davenport. If you can, uh, if you recommend or hand to me uh, uh, what you deem a more serious piece of firearm, I will uh, I will uh, bow to your wisdom wisdom and make use of it. Well, he certainly, you could do a lot worse than what he's got, and he points to, uh, to, are you holding your, are you, or not, if not holding, you're carrying your shotgun at this point? Yes, uh, yes. Okay, yes. and he, he points to that, and, uh, basically, um, within reason, anything that's, that you, that is on the equipment list, you can pretty much assume he's got, uh, and I say within reason because he doesn't have like <laughs> howitzers or you know anything really. Yeah. But but. Uh, uh, I try, I'll sub out the Derringer then for a thirty-eight caliber revolver. Okay. Take a couple of cartridge boxes and uh, and if that makes him smile, then all is well. <laughs> yeah. <he'd... laughs> that's that's better. 
and you have no trouble finding slugs for your for your shotgun yeah. and, mm-hmm. and uh, Max if you've got anything that you want that you can pick that up as well what, what sort of are, they, are these supplies he was talking about or is there something else no these are the supplies he was talking about oh okay yeah I suppose it doesn't hurt to get a box or two of ammunition and a first aid kit and the first day, oh, may we? <laughs> may we? It's <laughs> <laughs> um, it said that the first aid kit is good for five uses, and so I suppose we have one off of this one already. Well, that was his. Uh, oh, his personal. Personal one. Remember, uh, Pierre went and got it and brought it back. Yes, that oh, okay. was in the study. That was his home first aid kit. That's good. So we can add to our our list our pile here a a, a field first aid kit. Slick. Let's see, I'm actually wondering if a backup firearm wouldn't be a bad idea for me, considering how quickly I ran out of. I mean, I can I can fit five shots into the uh, the like shotgun, but we saw how well I I, I did after that. Actually, if you're not going to be doing any anything with uh, the good professor's derringer, I can just slip that in my back pocket or something. Okay. That's fine with me. Cool. It is yours, my friend. Its name is Doris. <laughs> God, I hate alliteration. Uh, how many sticks of dynamite to a box? Maybe a box roughly the size of like two Twinkie boxes stuck together. I'm not... That's a good question. We'll say, unless I find otherwise, ten. I would like to include a box of ten sticks of dynamite. I can be trusted with them. <laughs> did he have one lying around? Uh, I did not bring any with me from France. No, no, I meant uh, Professor. Uh, plausibility notwithstanding, yes. <laughs> I am deeply in your debt, Dr. Davenport. I'm just glad the damn Nazis didn't find this when they were skulking around my house. That would have been been very bad. So, if we're all done with the equipment... Um, Anum, um, mm-hmm. Anum, is that a, a like standard Derringer or the double Derringer that you oh, had? Oh, I'm sorry, it was the double Derringer. All right. Okay, and uh, he says, well, gentlemen... Good luck, and thank you again. I'm in your debt. I'm hoping we can save this man, stop the Nazis, and avenge my son. Take my Cadillac. As he's telling you this, he's leading you around the house and to the uh, to a a garage by the motorway. No, but, uh, to a garage. Sorry, a little Elton John reference there. And. Uh, <laughs> And uh, he has a Cadillac in the garage. Drive to the Lake Pier. And uh, there is a flying boat waiting for you to take you to Scotland. Excellent. Can we pull around front just briefly to recover my trunk? Can one of us pilot an airplane, or do we have a pilot? Oh, I, I, 
the the zeppelin the, the plane is zeppelin yeah see mark now you got me thinking about zeppelins <laughs> no i i hired them to take you there ah and uh as you're well let me is it anything else you want to get taken care of before we blow this popcorn stand not not literally in this case but I should, I should probably clarify that. It's just just to haul my trunk up out of the snow and into the trunk of the Cadillac. Oh, okay. Whatever yeah, travel case got dropped off from the taxi when I arrived, just stick that in the trunk. <laughs> I will not leave without my toiletries. My, my instruments, it has my books, it has many things. <laughs> it, has, it has your what? My books. <laughs> and oh god instrumentation oh to any of our french listeners i i hope you have a decent sense of humor and i'm sure that in short order the scottish listeners will have the same anyway oh, no i'm not being forgiven i'm not being forgiven for this not by a long shot <laughs> oh man okay so there we are all right, so you get in the uh, and as you're pulling out of the garage and driving off in the uh, Cadillac, which by the way, who's who is driving said Cadillac? Just out of curiosity. Cadillac, I can drive. I can drive that. I don't think I can fly a plane though. I don't actually have to have driving skill, do I? Not for basic driving. That only would come okay. into play if you were doing, you know, like some Fast and the Furious driving. That kind of. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, so okay. Uh, your drive, you pull out, and as you're leaving the uh, mansion, the poli you see the police cars pulling up. Um. I put on my pants and moon nip. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sorry, not true. Didn't do it. Okay. <laughs> That would be most inappropriate. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> that would only make them curious and stop the car. I, uh, never mind. And you, you uh, have no problem finding the pier. It's not that far away from the from the mansion. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you pull up to the pier, and as you're getting out of the uh, the car, you see two uh, gentlemen coming toward you. One is a tall, roguish-looking. Uh, man whose right eye is covered with a patch and he's got a thin mustache and uh, he comes up and he says I know that car anywhere are you from uh, Professor Davenport, Davenport by any chance yes sir well, we, he told us to expect you my name is Finley and uh, this, uh, this Indiana hayseed over here is is Gibson. Nice to meet you. And he holds out his hand. Shake hands with him. All right. And, uh... And he says, follow me. And he, and, uh... He heads down, down the pier to, uh... And you see the, the... The flying boat 
and it is a Sikorsky S42. <clears throat> and he says, yep, there she is. Make yourselves comfortable. It's going to be a pretty long ride. Hmm. Okay, uh, Kepler is going to kneel down and kiss the ground before getting back up and uh, <laughs> going down the the appear toward to the uh, aircraft. Okay. Uh, DPLU is going to open the trunk and look around on the pier for a hand truck or a cart or some such to place uh, his trunk and his box of dynamite and uh, <laughs> to roll it toward the plane. And, uh, Sorry, roll it towards Z plane. Z plane. <laughs> Z plane. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, boss. Anyway. You got the drunk idea, boss. <laughs> oh. I should have known that was going to come into things sooner or later. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Just taking his rote at his trunk and his stuff and whatever is on the plane already. And, uh, yeah. And I and, almost uh, played a... Uh, and I almost <laughs> played a... a, 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 a. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> when and uh, as Finley sees you guys loading stuff into the, and he's helping. I mean, they're helping you load stuff into the yeah. thing as well. And he's, man, you guys are throwing quite a party, aren't you? Well, hopefully it won't quite come to that, but always <laughs> best to be to be prepared. And. Uh, yeah, I, I I used to be a Boy Scout, and I'm, I understand that motto quite well. Come on, Gibson, let's get this let's get this show on the road. And uh, Gibson, all right, I'm coming. He spits some chaw into the snow and follows. <laughs> <laughs> And follows him off into the uh, cockpit. And uh, as they're getting into the cockpit, he tur uh, Austin turns his head. Uh, I mean, uh, not Austin. Roger Finley turns his head and he says, uh, "He says, by the way, just to let you know, we're going to have visibility limitation until we clear the snow, but." Uh, after that, it should be smooth sailing. Excellent. Our fate is in your hands, gentlemen. I hope the plane is very aerodynamic. Well, I'm flying it. So, uh, that by its very nature suggests that it is. I am thrilled with confidence. <laughs> Where's the bathroom? <laughs> Ah, uh, well, he holds out a coffee can. No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, long flight. Yeah, it's a very good... I need to do some research on these flying boats, because I'm, I'm not sure how that's... Uh... I have my assumptions of how it's laid out, and I'm going to go with that, but I'm curious. Because um, they got to have... You're right, they've got to have a small... Lavatory. Um, 
So yeah, he he points it out to you. It's it's uh, I mean the, it's a pretty small. There's not a whole hell of a lot of space. It's not like it's a jet or anything like that. So it's pretty easy to spot. Uh, and it's very see. basic. It's very basic in its provision, but it is there. Merci. I I should uh, I should wait until we are airborne. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and they, after a while, they, uh, you know, they go about their business, and after a while, they, all right, y'all ready for take, for, for takeoff here? I suppose Already so. here. All right. All right, let's do this. And, uh. And from the, it's not like there's a separate area for the cockpit. He just kind of hollers over his shoulder. I mean, like I said, it's not a big plane. It's just a, you know, big enough to hold what you guys are carrying and stuff. But it's not like, you know, it's not like a commercial jetliner or anything like that. So anyway, so he, so they, he and Gibson uh, start the plane and and you take off into the wild blue yonder and uh, actually it's the wild white yonder right now because of the snow and uh, you are underway do you want to do anything uh, role playing wise while you're en route you know kind of get to We're sort of in the same boat we were in in Star Blazers when we were going to uh, to the wherever the hell that place was whose name escapes me at the moment Cornucopia. Mm-hmm. Yes, but well, we don't have we don't have Weasley executives with us this time. <laughs> <laughs> no, instead you have Weasley co-pilots and pilots. You no. Know. Yeah. But. Uh, Monsieur Kepler, I hope that you are feeling much better. Yes, yes, I'm sure I'll be even better by the time we get to Scotland. Monsieur Drake, you did not escape injury entirely either. You are both very brave gentlemen. I feel deep shame that I twiddled my twiddled my toes out in the snow while you were working so hard. <laughs> Oh, that's, a, that's all right. If this goes the way we think it's going to, you'll probably get your chance to make up for it sooner or, or later. How delightful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and uh, he says, so how long have you guys... Uh, are you guys friends of the professor for a long time? Is it Monsieur Fennedy speaking to us? Yeah. I know him only through correspondence, Monsieur. I've oh. I've worked I've I've worked with him on and off over the last several years. Ah, yeah, I I've uh, known him for years myself, actually. Owed him a few favors, which is actually is why I'm helping you guys now. Frankly, I see. Uh, what is your usual uh, flight experience? 
Oh, you we're pretty regular. Hmm? We're we're pretty uh, pretty relaxed around here. You know, we we. In fact, if there's anything that we can do to make your flat more comfy, just let us know. That's actually uh, the other guy, Gibson, saying that. I didn't change my voice because I <laughs> didn't think of it till after I was done. He said, uh, "Well, yeah. If there's anything we can do to make it more comfy, just let us know. More than happy to oblige." Uh, we permitted to smoke on this flight. And uh, in answer, he spits some cha into a cup. And uh, Finley says, My God, Gibbs, do you have to do that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, before anyone answers the, the like smoking question, how close are we to the to the box of like, dynamite packs in this plane? <laughs> oh, there's there are uh, storage compartments. Okay. I mean, okay. they're not, yeah, they're not like, <laughs> this is not the Millennium Falcon. They're not hidden storage <laughs> compartments, but they are yeah. storage compartments nonetheless. And that's I would have had out of my vest like breadsticks. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at the moment. Uh, I, I I would have had a look to make sure they were fairly well secured before we took off. Mm. Good, good. <laughs> just just as long as as we aren't sharing the like cabin with them, you know. That's. <laughs> yeah, that lucky strike becomes a lucky kaboom. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that would not be. <laughs> <clears throat> no, all all the oh. uh, equipment is is underneath. Okay, good. Uh, so I, so yeah. in that case, I don't mind. I personally don't mind if he smokes. Then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he rolls down the window and uh, lights up. <laughs> Wait a minute! No, he can't do that. No, you can't uh, roll through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please don't. <laughs> <clears throat> Does does he like reach for the for like he's gonna try and find a window, a window? Uh... I, I, <laughs> he's, he's, he probably feels along the wall there looking for the crank. To, to, to <laughs> and Finley says, "Hey, whoa, son! Uh, I do not know wanna... how does this latch operate. I only wish to it lean does... out a bit and look down and see what <laughs> see what this bin does." We have this little thing called air pressure that that uh, probably don't want to. Um, it's probably heard about wanna... that kind of academically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it would be unwise then to uh, it would be unwise then to let air into the plane. I understand. Let's see, so the flight goes pretty smoothly. Now there is at one point you do stop off for a refilling uh, in, uh, in a fishing village in Greenland. Uh. And uh, he says, "Yeah, this. Well, be just a second, folks. This is uh, fuel depot. We we use this." A lot of people use this for the transatlantic mail run, but we're just going to use this to get our last bit of fuel, get ourselves fulled up before we continue the rest of the flight. Have we time then to stretch our legs a bit? Uh, you got a few minutes. 
Very good. I wish to uh, I wish to uh, disembark from the aerodynamic and uh, walk around for just a bit. Okay. Sounds like a plan, actually. <laughs> I breeze. I make myself limber. <laughs> so this is Greenland, uh, kind of a, just a small village. The uh, yeah, it's little just a small airport village. Yeah, it's not. It's not even a. I mean, it's just like a. Um, it's bare bones. Just a little fuel, you know, place where you can get your fuel and and split. There's. It's not. It's not really like a. Um, full on. Uh, not like a full on airport or anything. And uh, so. You stretch your legs for a few minutes, and and uh, then they, the flight resumes. Unless you want to do something specific. I'll just keep an eye on these two. <laughs> yeah, they they just do their fuelings. They kind of chatted up with the with the uh, proprietor of the fuel. If uh, you know, if, if Pierre looks to be interested in wandering off somewhere, I'll try to point him to a plant that's fairly close to the airport. Mister <laughs> <laughs> Drake. Yeah, he's he's like a little kid. Oh, Mister Drake. Going, no, 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 stay out of trouble. Look now, see, look at this plant here. Isn't this interesting? Mister oh, Drake. Yes, Mister Drake. In this net. Well, 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 Doctor. What variety of lichen is this? <laughs> No, 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 no. This is, 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 or, is it a, or is it a moss? In this net, in this net here, these people, they fish here. There's a fishing village in this net. Look, this far north. Terra Spidemorphe, Thelodonte. I would never expect such a class of fish to be found this far north. It is astounding. See, it is jawless. Jawless? You have a magnifying glass upon you, no? Uh, binoculars, here. Mad. Here, I have one. I'm staring, <laughs> staring closely at the, the fish. To try oh, oh, we're close to them. Okay. It's in a net. It's in a net on the dock near where we're refueling. Ice. See, <laughs> fish. Disproves it. Smell that. Smell. It is a. It is. It is. A, it is the smell of the Theladante class. Uh, Doctor Dipgardu. What? What? Depelieu, Depelieu, Monsieur. Depelieu. What? What actually is your area of expertise? I am most expert at being uh, an obtuse pain in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm sure the university doesn't pay for that. Uh, Only if he has tenure. (laughs) Only if he has tenure. I was about to say, that's all part of the service. (laughs) Actually, I think my area of expertise doesn't even come close to flora and fauna. I think it's more in linguistics and uh, languages and things like that, so I'm screwing up with this. (laughs) What the hell? That's a hobby. Yeah, there you go. I've got investigation. Yeah, I'm 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 a professor of linguistics and deciphering and uh, ancient languages probably, but uh, my hobby is probably just reading all the naturalist, uh, natural sciences magazines and stuff. 
Well, that's something we have in common, because that's my line. Oh, yes? Then you perhaps have many specimens of your own that you can, uh, that, uh, you can describe to me when we have a moment. Certainly. I can actually, um, when, when, when we have time, I'll tell them all about the um, various uh, specimens that Professor Davenport steered me to. And I have no idea how someone who's pretty much in an academic atmosphere knows precisely where to find all these things. He is something of a mystery man, an international uh, beneficiary to many people, and yet, how does he know these things? And uh, Gibson has come up, uh, not like sneak up on you, but you, he, you didn't really, unless you really want to roll for it, which I don't, doesn't, it's not that important, he just is coming into the conversation and didn't necessarily see him. Sure. He, he says, uh, he says, well, you got to understand, Davenport used to be really, uh, back when we worked with him, he was, he, he went to all these places. We helped him get to some of these places. We, we, he, uh, he definitely has not always been a homebody, let me tell you. We had some experiences with the Godfathers of Arkham. He really helped us out of that jam. But, uh, yeah, he, he's definitely, he had his time in the sun, boy, let me tell you. We, all kinds of expeditions. Arkham had an organized crime problem then at one time. Yeah, well... Interesting. <laughs> huh. Who would have guessed? <laughs> uh, hey, Finley, we ready to go? <laughs> All righty, then. <laughs> I got, uh, yes... I'm uh, wiping my hands on my j my jacket and uh, I flick my cigarette off the dock and proceed to follow the gentleman. I'm confused about Godfathers, but I will give it no more thought. <laughs> he says, uh, he says, uh, you might about get some chaw. No, get the hell back in the plane. We gotta go. All right. <laughs> Take that crap anyway. <laughs> 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 and uh, they go back to the uh, the plane, and you resume your flight, and uh, you can you tell him about your exploits and uh, and all that kind of. We really don't have any idea how we can do whatever it is we're going to be doing until we get there and see what's going on, right? Or were there, did we have enough information to start making plans now? Maybe, maybe on a itinerary. Uh, well, we must locate Dr. McLaughlin, uh, assuming these gentlemen know where to find him or his address. Hmm. Can they... Are you guys... Well, you're saying this from the plane yeah. so they can hear. Uh, he's, we weren't given any information like that. We were just told to get you to... Uh, 
get you to a, the uh, get you to Aberdeen, and from there, he didn't say. He but if he I know, did give us. <clears throat> sorry, go on. But if I know the the prof, he he wouldn't leave you in the lurch. Oh. And he did give us his uh, McLaughlin's lab uh, lab address, if I remember correctly. Yes, he did. Yes. Ah, spend it. And, uh... So the flight goes on, and... It's a couple days. You can take... You've healed... You said you have two non-lethals left, and... Or... How, how is one your health? Non-lethal, right one lethal, one non-lethal. Okay, the uh, the non-lethal goes away. All right. The lethal, I don't think the flight's that long, so, although... Nah. Yeah. Yeah, it'd probably just be a couple days. What were you going to say? I didn't mean to cut uh, you off. Nothing, uh, nothing, nothing. I'm all good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why that happens with Skype. It never... It, it's weird. Um... So anyway, unless there's anything else we want to cover, I'm going to go ahead and cut to the the landing. Okay. Okay, so it is early evening in Aberdeen, and the boat lands roughly but safe near the dock. And uh, you get the stuff out of the, uh, out of the, you know, they help you get the stuff out of the, of the plane, and uh, you do see a uh, a car, and next to it is a man holding a sign that says Davenport Party. <laughs> and <laughs> nice, cool. <laughs> and uh, Finley says, "Well, I guess uh, that answers your question." about uh, what, where you go from here. It's been great flying with you. We'll, uh, we, uh, do you want us to wait around or anything? I don't it, know. Uh, uh, do you have any hmm? I'm sorry, proceed. Oh, did, do you have any instructions along those lines? Well, uh, and Gibson nudges, elbows him in the ribs. You idiot! We're supposed to take him back. Ah. Uh. Oh, that's right. God. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one guess... supposed to keep track of all this stuff. I just fly the plane. Then I guess we'll be seeing you all soon. Chaw, chaw, and checklists. That's your. That's your forte. <laughs> <laughs> I fly the plane. And uh, he just kind of gives him a look. And they... It, it's, it's in case it's not, I'm not making it obvious, it's pretty obvious this they have had many... Uh, they've worked together for a long time, and they're just... Mm-hmm. They have, you know, the, the brotherly type banter going on. Uh, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit in the Air or something. Wait, wait a minute, what the hell is the name of that show? <laughs> the... 
What? what what's Which the name one? of the show that's got the the red car, the the red car that the sheriff keeps chasing all over the place? Uh, Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. There we go. That's it. Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> Airborne. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, yes. So you uh, go. We. It would be most wise uh, for your heroic heroes. Your heroes of the air. If you. If you. Uh, Remain here. We will uh, attempt to bring Dab- uh, McLaughlin to this very spot as quickly as possible so that we may return him to the United States and safety. Ah, uh, sounds like a good plan. We'll wait here for you. Right. And, uh... Right. The guy holding the Davenport party sign is kind of looking uh, expectantly uh, in your general direction. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, we wave. They give him a th- yeah. I was gonna say they, if you don't, they give him a thumbs up and and uh, okay. So I recover my trunk and my box of dynamite and start wheeling it towards the car. Okay. And uh, the guy says, "How are you doing, Angus McFadden? Here, I'm glad to meet you." That's a really bad... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Apologies for the horrible Scottish accent. Gavin uh, uh, <laughs> Port told me to take you straight to uh, McLaughlin's lab. Is that, uh, does that sound about right? Yes, sir. Sounds good. All right. Let's get, let's get going. I got haggis in the oven. <laughs> Formidable ovens aboard the car. Not in the car. Not in the bloody car. Uh, so it's to be torture, is it? Oh, it's... <laughs> Indeed, gentlemen, we are to be spared nothing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we are in your debt, monsieur. Indeed, proceed. <laughs> oh, I am so sorry. Did you gentlemen wish to pick up pi- uh, postcards while we are here? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm good. Uh, very well, then. I did hope to you come across I'll... a gift shop, but uh, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm sure we'll Maybe find you... something along the way. Uh. We're going to a museum, after all, aren't we? This is true. There is a lovely librarian uh, that I left behind that I wish to correspond with. Uh, uh-huh. Promised her something stuffed upon my return, but uh, <laughs> we shall see. And he's, as you're talking, the car you're getting in the car, and the car is driving, and you know he's he's. We're not just, you know, so he's standing around. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you're driving through the driving through the pier. It's it's a rather foggy evening, and uh, he's he's pretty chatty. I don't know if you have any, you know. He asks if he says, "Have you have you met uh, McLaughlin before?" I'm afraid not. No, Monsieur. Ah. Neither have I, but I'll tell you something. His daughter's a cutie. She 
comes to the market about once a week. Mm. He, so you arrive without incident. Eddie, Eddie, Andrew's like, it's about damn time. No, um. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's you arrive at the warehouse where uh, where the bleh, puberty, where the uh, lab is. And you know this because of the address that that you were that you were given. Um, and let's see. You travel across the dock areas of the harbor, and uh, there's a pretty fair amount of traffic. It's not uh, it's not really horrible, but it's definitely not empty or anything. So this is a and, busy uh, this is a busy warehouse district. Yeah, fairly busy, and uh, it's getting more run down as you get closer to your destination. Angus McFadden points to a barely lit warehouse. Uh, ahead, it's lit with a single street lamp outside the front door, and he says, "Well, there you are. That's where his lab is." All right. All right. Somebody else okay. is going. To, uh, somebody else is going to go first this time. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, <laughs> I must. Uh, I must remedy my timidity. <laughs> ah. I will display, uh, how you say, moxie, gumption. I will have great nerve and knock and, on the door. And you will get out of the car. <laughs> as soon as I get out of yes. the car, I will knock on the door. Well, as you get out of the car, I would like everyone to make a perception roll. Ooh. Please. Okay. Or if you just want to give me your averages, that'll work as well. So you may not need to roll. My average is three plus. My perception is six. I don't have an average on it. I, what is it, three then? Yeah. yeah. My perception is three. Or average is three. Okay. Yeah, you know, um, go ahead and go ahead and roll because that's like that is the minimum, but if you get a better degree of success that could give you more no, so six. Wow. Really? Holy Ooh, mother damn. of God. I wow. Got, I got four. Six. Holy crap. Jesus. <laughs> cool. Where was that when like we were that. fighting? I know. <laughs> he knows how much electricity the street lamp is using. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have had that happen so much in games, and I find it very irritating that dice tend to do that. They'll roll very nicely when you really don't need them. I mean... You do need them to, but you know what I mean. It's not life-threatening, and that's when you roll the, the yeah. huge numbers. Uh, okay, so you notice a lot, and so I'm just going to... You notice a uh, car parked at the end of a two-way alley beside the warehouse, and you can see uh, by the light of the street lamp, the rear doors are open as two dapper-dressed men are uh, hustling a a young woman and an old man into a car and the two men 
have some kind of pistols in their hands. And the third man is standing near the open driver's door. <laughs> and wait, there's more, because you rolled really well. <laughs> the old man <laughs> is uh, gingerly cradling a box resembling a large, complex radio with a small dish antenna on top. Um. All right, I'm going to turn back to the other two, hold, hold my hand out, and say, shotgun. As I point down the alley towards the, the where all this is happening. He points down the alley? Yeah. He points down the alley. Monsieur McFadden, is it possible for you to block this alley with this vehicle? Uh, it's possible. I, I, and he's suddenly cut off as all the doors and the windows of the lab explode as flames shoot out with shattered glass and debris raining down upon you. And uh, that is uh, where we're going to stop. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I told you there was a cliffhanger. I'm sorry, yes. Mr. Angus. Could you repeat that? Did you say boom? <laughs> uh, excellent. <laughs> okay. I, I think that should be the very last thing. And you're all, like, stumbling and recovering from the glass. And I'm sorry, Mr. McFadden. Monsieur McFadden, could you repeat that, please? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Young Miss McLaughlin and her dad. Um, yeah. Our timing is superb, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I like it. Excellent. The, the street lamp has been basically obliterated, but you do. Ha there are plenty of flames to see by, so it's not like there's a. An <laughs> mm. So there we go. To be continued. Hot diggity. Excellent. Thank you very much. And there it was. Yes, thank you indeed to Blind Geek for GMing and to Mark Kinney and Andros, my co-players in this adventure for uh, completing the Skype RPG Session Extraordinaire game experience. I don't have a thesaurus, otherwise I'd complete that uh, a lot better. Thank you, too, of course, for listening. And I do hope you'll join us for the next installment, the next game session. I don't believe it's going to be a week from today because we will not have played it yet. We're, uh, well, I'm in a position now where I'm uh, putting them up online as we get them done, the Sunday after, after which we get them done. So the next one that'll be available will be two weeks from today, uh, assuming, of course, that we're able to actually meet and play. <laughs> Uh, sometimes delays prevent that, but that's the plan, two weeks from today. So until then, thank you again, and see you then. <laughs>